Hey guys. Hi. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to pod. Hey now. I just ate. I feel obese. What did you eat? Why do you bread? feel obese? Did you have some bread today? No, no, just a ton of chicken and rice. But then I had these like cookies I've been eating with milk and I eat it like what cereal. What are the cookies? These, they're like kind of healthy cookies, but they're from this place, Juice Press, and like they're like oh, chocolate. Juice Press. Yeah, I know this place. I didn't cookies. know they had cookies. Uh, I'm, I'm just. We got. Why don't you just like? Why go the healthy cookie? Just go the full blown thing if you're gonna have a cookie. Am I wrong here? Nope. Uh, you, yeah, Jamie. because to me, I think it tastes equally as good, and I'm not dealing with like refined sugar and stuff mm. like that. Like basically. What noticed, does dealing with refined sugar mean? Like, what happens to you when you have refined sugar? Like, I yeah, wake up in the morning, I feel like shit. Uh, I don't sleep as good. I notice when I'm in the gym, I don't have the same energy. I'm kind of sluggish. All I'm thinking about is my cravings for food and what I wow. want. Wow. And it does that's like, sounds like yeah. my life. And eating healthy food tastes like shit when I'm eating sugar. It's true. Like if one out. It, it tastes it's like I have no, like you could put grilled like if I don't have sugar for a month and you put like grilled chicken with rice and something else in front of me. I'm like, mm, this is exciting. But like yeah. if I have cookies tonight and tomorrow you put grilled chicken in front of me, I'm like, this tastes like nothing because right. it, it, it affects your taste buds. I think it absolutely does. I remember when I wasn't doing sugar, when I did do it, I would get hangovers like my body would, you know, on my workout the next day, I would feel like I wasn't performing. And you know me, I'm a machine in the gym. Um, I'm just on autopilot. My body does Have you been working stand. out again? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You don't no, look he's it. done. Oh. Uh, I, what'd you say? Oh, oh my God. What'd you say? Nothing. Oh, Jamie, he's gonna, he's gonna, he can rewind. The, the, we, this is recorded, Jamie. He can go back and look. Just tell him what you said, Jamie. Nothing. Jamie... You're lucky I love you so much. And I know I, I'm just I so happy you. You, you choose to be funny over caring <laughs> about my feelings. Do you know what I mean? The, the fact it's, that you well, went for the listen, joke. The, it's not you, you and I joke. sitting talking in your kitchen. We have people listening to this. They don't just need, they need to be entertained. Absolutely. And, and they write, feel they free they to Instagram step on Jamie. Me. Hey, they love Cassum. me. Yeah. 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 Stop being so nice to Cassim. Who is yep. this guy? Right. Who is he? What is he? He's not white. He's not on the Sopranos. Why is he here? You know, Jamie's not white. Look at her. She's white. I mean, I could say the same about you. You're white. Pass. You're so nerdy that you're kind of white. I'm the reason we're international, baby. I'm white oh, passing. yeah. I'm white passing. Yeah. Yeah. You did hella. You know, there, there's a uh, there's this thing where like you can you can submit to Apple to be like, hey, have us featured on on like you know oh. itunes whatever and, uh -huh. and i remember in the beginning it was like oh we should apply for this and we applied for it and it asked like you know four questions and then the last question is like are are, are are you like you know do you guys have mixed culture on yeah. your show and we were Absolutely. like oh are you kidding we have a we young still man didn't get accepted we didn't get accepted at all we're like we have a young jordanian we, we were like, we probably have the only Jordanian in podcasting at the time. Slash refugee. Egyptian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Slash Egyptian. And then, and, and listen to him tell his story. And they said, we don't really care. They said but that, we, huh? That's what they said. Yeah. Uh, Steve Jobs was still alive at the time. He wrote 
himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he was dead and then he he, he was resurrected just to yeah. deny our application, but he was dead? No. Well, like someone else who was born in Jordan, right? Well, I mean, near Jordan. He was baptized in the Jordan who? River. Who? Steve Jobs? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Jim. Oh. Jesus Christ. Uh, and then we wrote him back and said, hey, Steve, what about this Cuban you wrote him female? Back. Yeah, I yeah. said, what about this Cuban Also, Jewish disability community? Disab- I mean, they don't give a fuck about oh us. What do you got to do? You got, I forget I, you have a disability. Every week I come on this pod and I, for, <laughs> I forget. See, to oh, me, I do other podcasts. And when I, I come really on this one. I walk around on this podcast. I, for, I, I do other pods, but when it's time to do pajama pants, I get the text. I go, oh, we're doing the disability pod. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Make sure, yeah, make sure you can, she can get to the pod. Yeah, uh, you forget. Yeah. 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 You guys uh. need to stop. <laughs> so you forget, for me, it's, uh, yeah. It's I always just, on your mind, yeah. <laughs> so Constantly. Steve Jobs denied... A culturally mixed, disabled, friendly pot, huh? Yeah, and I think it's, he caught wind that like I'm a white guy who's like never really worked a day in his life, and yeah, starring two celebrities from a show that hasn't nothing. been on the air in 15 years. Yeah, he, yeah, he fucked up. That Steve, he fucked up. So I, I have something maybe, to show maybe you. Maybe after the Super Bowl commercial, he'll pick. They'll pick it up now. Oh yeah, they they don't like the uh, <laughs> mixed race disabled card. Maybe they we gotta we have to be like you know flashy and show them. Hey, look, yeah. we still got it. You know, I think that's actually what we needed. So I'm sending you guys a photo right now to hey. uh, the disabled pod group chat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I was brushing my teeth and I went to spit in the sink. Gabby, put it up. There was a full water bug, extremely alive. That's a cockroach. Yeah, in New York we call them well, like water is bugs. Is one of its legs like behind it? Wait, wait, like, you call uh, them water bugs? Why? To cope oh, yes. better? Did it lose an arm? Well, yeah, he did after your boy had to take care of it. How did you do it? That's so, fucking gross. You know what I? You know what? Something I realize is that I'm not as scared of bugs as I am when I'm alone, and I think I'm alone. I'm a certain way. Like there's a certain relax. Of course, of right. course. And then when you think you're alone, and all of a sudden you're reminded you're not. Like like I've seen a mouse before, or I've seen it where like if I see a mouse on the street, or if I see a mouse somewhere, like even it's when not I'm not in your space. Right. But even if I'm dating somebody and there's like a water bug in the room or whatever, I, I wasn't I didn't okay. feel like I was alone. Totally and get now it. there was this thing and it like switches my brain. Yeah. It's like so I went from like thinking I was alone at one in the morning and I went I was brushing my teeth. So I'm very strange. I, I wet the toothbrush in the kitchen sink and then I put the toothpaste on and then I Casim lives for this shit. This is why, this is why so my so, shit. Say it. Just say it slower. Stop asking yeah, why. Okay. Let him go through it, and we can p- pick it apart right after. It, it's it's not as exciting as it sounds. It's because of like where my toothbrush is. Like I'm staying in somebody's place, and like the toothbrush where you normally put your toothbrush is taken. 
You know what I mean? Like all those spaces. And I'm like, I don't want to have to move their stuff in this. So my toothbrush is closer to the kitchen sink. But I'm not going to sit there and brush my teeth in the kitchen sink and like spit and blah, blah, blah. So I take my toothbrush. I wet it there in the kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. I get, uh, I start brushing. And then I walk into the bathroom to spit. And when mm-hmm. I go to spit, when I tell, like, you know, I know sometimes I tell a story and I'm like, it was an inch away and it was really a foot or whatever. I spit, on, I look down and I spit on the fucking water bug. Like, I thought he was going to fly up. <laughs> you caught a burp there? <laughs> Gabby, edit that out. No, don't edit it. This is one of the most <laughs> disgusting 25 seconds of pod we've ever had. Gabby, edit it out. You know and then who, I spit you, on a cockroach. Fucking A, dude. Damn it. <laughs> I spit, and literally, like, when I was killing him, he had, like, white speckles on his wings from, like, tooth paste it was so gross what do you mean killing him what else did you do so what happened was he was in the sink i see him now i have a toothbrush in one fucking hand i reach down and i grab the mat that you stand on after you uh shower and i just shoved it in the sink like squishing him Uh, because it was like i was like i don't my idea was i just spit on him i don't want him to fly so whatever the first thing I saw was, I was like, I got to get this guy. I didn't have time to be like, oh, uh, what should I use or this? It was like, I just grabbed <laughs> that. It was on the floor. I grabbed it and I like shoved it into the sink and I'm like hitting it, whatever. And I'm like, okay, good. He's dead. Like now I'm like, I got to go in the kitchen and finish brushing my fucking teeth. So I finished brushing my teeth. I go back in there and I go to like remove the bug. And when I lift the fucking mat, he's still alive, like, <laughs> ready, ready to go. So I grabbed the baby wipes. Oh, so good. Bang, which baby wipes are the greatest. Look at this. They're just always... The container, the little... The box that they're in. Yeah, and I squish uh, the bug. That's hard plastic. Uh, No, it's like the refillable, the refills. Oh, oh. You know? So I just, I get... You hear the full crunch of the (laughs) bug, and like, yeah, his legs behind him. It was... There was a, a battle ensued after seeing this water bug, and I uh, I took so him down. Sorry, that's also crazy. I've just never heard of a cockroach being called a water bug. I have. It's a very East Coast thing, I think. They just don't want to call them roaches. But like, why is it? Is that why? But why a water bug? Because I I've never they come I out d- of the drains. Okay, because I don't see them in water, but the, because they come out of where water goes, that's why we yes. call them water bugs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and and it's a very like specific bug. That's a water bug, like it's cockroaches. Co- like no, but if you see like a regular cockroach, it's not a water bug. Like those big ones with the with the wings that fly, those are. Haven't we water had this bugs. conversation? Don't all cockroaches have wings? Yes, yes, but they don't all fly. That's what we found out. And baby cockroaches do not have wings. They've got to grow the wings. They grow the wings. Shit, man. Just when you think there's no actual like information in this podcast, boom! I agree. I was just gonna say, I bet people didn't expect to get like these lessons here. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true, Jamie. Wow, what like what a what a time we're living in. You can tune into Three Pals, learn <laughs> that cockroaches are called water bugs, about their wings, babies, see Rob burp. <laughs> Today's podcast is sponsored by the nice and kind folks at ZocDoc. 
I don't know if you guys are like me, but it takes uh, a lot of effort to make an appointment at the doctor because, quite frankly, I never know where to start. I have to call a friend or my brother and be like, do you have a doctor you like? And then he has to find the information and then I have to see if he uh, can send it over and then I have to call and see if it's within network and all this. Take the guesswork out of finding a doctor. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get the mole on your back checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. It's a mobile app. It's easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivered to your house. Search, find, and book doctors within a few taps. That's right. Go to ZocDoc.com slash pajama and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash pajama, ZocDoc.com slash pajama. And I could, I could hear, I could picture, like I could skip a week forward right now to us doing the pod next week. And it's like, in the last, like, Kasim's like, I got an email here. It's like, in the last pod, you mentioned water bugs. <laughs> like, you know? Well, I like, do have some emails. We lost a Muslim listener because I think last pod I was talking wow. about, was I talking about Mecca? We were talking about praying. Yeah, yeah. We lost, they unfollowed us. And we've lost, we've lost Muslim listeners before. This isn't the first time. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I keep, I keep losing you guys. Were but, you uh, being disrespectful about it? Did I did I come? Was I disrespectful? I it didn't sounded feel that like way. a terrible thing. He's it certainly was, never respectful about it. Well, look, I don't know if you're I, disrespectful. All I did was explain my experience as a right. child in Mecca, and it seemed like a complete waste of my fucking time. But if that's <laughs> if that's disrespectful to you, then I'm very sorry. Um, Mutan, no, but you I did you make it back. sound like it was like torturous. Well, I do know people have died there. Um, maybe they have new policies in place where there are less people dying or maybe even no people dying on their pilgrim pilgrimages every year. I think it's beautiful that something could bring a bunch of people together in like a, in a similar intention for mm -hmm. and I I like like practice and I like, you know, what what's the word I'm looking for? He's not listening, Jamie. You're trying to bring this guy back. He's not listening. You talking about Mutaz? Is that our listener we lost, Mutaz? Yeah, Mutaz. What did he say? Oh, uh, I mean, want, the point do you is want me Mutaz. to read it? Yeah, do you want me to read it? Okay. Long story. Hello. Long story short, what you said in your last pod, and it's it's just completely misspelled everywhere. Like it's hard to take this seriously, but I will. Oh, uh, we lost a good one. <laughs> Long story short, I'm gonna try and say it in the way he. Oh, he typed is, it. This is good. Long story short, what you said in your last podcast about Islam and Mecca is wrong. Kindly ask someone who's really practicing Islam to answer your questions properly other than making fun of a well-educated community that lives on this earth with you. Your comments were so insulting and reflect how judgmental and ignorance people can be and yet still feel superior. I'm really sad that I had to hear these comments on your podcast. I used to be a huge fan. Unfollowing you and looking for a beneficial podcast is what many will do. Regards, Mutaz. At least we got Oof. our regards. Mutaz, uh, I am so I sorry. I understand how he could feel that way, though. Totally. I think that was a white man. 
you think Mutaziak definitely sounds like a white guy, huh? I think he was Mutaz- trying to pretend. Yeah, I, I totally, was- I totally get his point. I do. I'm sorry if he felt we'll that respond, way. We'll respond to Mutaz. I mean, why don't look, you, here, why don't here, you here. issue an, a formal apology on behalf of Pajama okay. Pants and Mutaz- then we can send this no, to Mutaz because behalf- I still have his, his email. On Mutaz- behalf of you guys, it is not all pajama okay, pants. This, this is, is no. This includes Rob. Yeah. Speak for nope, Rob this and does speak not for me. Include Go ahead. Me. When you apologize, official. that's when they come for you. Mutaz, this is this includes Rob thing. and me. Go ahead, Mutaz. I you have every right to feel how you feel. I am so sorry for contributing to how you feel how you feel, and if you felt disrespected of something that you regard holy and important to you, that's never for anyone to say that it's not. Um, with all of that said. This podcast is a place to be silly. We poke fun at ourselves. We poke fun at serious issues to make light of them. It's how the three of us have dealt with a lot of trauma in our lives. So for us to be able to kind of talk about this and cast him to tell us about this and his own experience in a silly way is how we go through life. That's what this kind of this podcast is. And again, I'm so sorry that it touched on something that's really important to you and that was disrespectful. But at the same time, I would hope that people that listen to this podcast know that a lot of the things we say are, we're joking, but we have, you know where our hearts are, you know where our intentions lie and you know how we feel about really important issues in this world. not to say that we get it right all the time. And I think we own up to it if we don't or argue our side, but that's all I have to say about that. In your face, Mutez. <laughs> Rob is your special guy, dude. Your special guy. Uh, Jamie just dunked on Mutez. <laughs> I, I can't it. believe you. I can't believe you dunked on Mutez. I did not. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Listen, we have, Many people who listen every week and we don't address them, but we're talking to someone who's not even listening anymore. This is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Good. So long, Mutaz. Um, assalamu alaikum. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you again in the afterlife. I think you have to understand I was four years old. I could have got some of these facts wrong. I'm just speaking from the memories I do have. And uh, I have a lot of respect. Most of my family back home is all practicing Muslims. Those of us here in the States are not. So I have um, a point of view from inside and outside. And uh, my points of view about the inside could be wrong. For our, I don't know how many Muslim listeners out there, if one of you wants to write in and, and maybe fact check our last pod, and listen to the story I told and maybe tell me where I got some things wrong. I would love to be, I have never been too uh, up my own ass and too prideful to not admit a mistake. So bye-bye, Mutaz. Uh, so here's something I wanted to ask you guys. In the beach house that was Rex's family's, uh, it was his grandparents and they passed away and like the neighbor bought it and they like rented to them for the summer you know mm-hmm. and then in this place which is uh rex's parents i guess it's like a family thing for his family where it's like they all sleep in instead of a queen size bed it's like two twin beds next to each other which i've seen families do before yeah. like it's like a thing it's kind of like an old school thing I feel. you mean like married couples every, push every together to every bed. single bedroom in every single house this place and their you know place. why i think people did that <clears throat> from because moving the around. doorways are little so to get twin mattresses you can't get a queen mattress in but to, you can get two twins 
Right. And then I think people just get like stuck in the ways of like, then they sleep on a queen bed and they're like, wait, every time you move, like, um, uh. because, because then it, I think it gets to a point where like their house, like the beach house is not such that we can't, you can't get a queen size bed in there. Like at this point you can, you know, like the, right. they could, I, I think, I think they can get queen size, bed. like the doorways weren't much smaller than anywhere else. So right. I think like New York city for sure, that makes a lot of sense. And like getting them up the stairs, everything is so much easier, but like the beach house, I think his family is just one of those family that, that they're like, this makes sense to us. Like we right. dig this. I want to get your guys thoughts on like, like what, what if the person you were with was like, Hey, listen, like this is how my family always did it. Instead of sleeping in a queen or a king size bed and us like waking each other up and when we move and this like i want to sleep in two twin beds well this would be a perfect opportunity for her to for me to explain that i have a sponsor of the podcast helix sleep mm. um which Let's is a memory it. foam mattress and wouldn't wake me up if she was moving around on her side of the bed i if i, I if i if are you saying if we didn't have a bed at all and we were starting from scratch and she said i'd like to have two twins versus us getting a king or a queen yeah like if you went over to her place for the first time and she yeah. had two twins and was like hey when we if we ever live together like this is how i want to do it i guess i would be open to it but i think the fact i would like a king and the king you can't get that kind of real estate with two twins right right well, you two get twins are going to be smaller than a king overall. To me, I would have to like really hammer home that I need that extra real estate. I would love to try your method. I really would. But how about this? How about I buy us a mattress? It's a king. You get way more room. It's memory foam. You won't feel my side of the bed. Plus, I got an eight sleep system that's on top of this bad boy. You can cool or heat your side of the bed without it affecting the other person. How's that wow. sound, Susie Q? Well, I think that's what they call compromise. Then I would disrobe her. Zip her from the back, disrobe her. I'd lay her down and I would deflower this woman. Wow. Sexy, right? Good, good thing Mutez wasn't tuned in. If Mutez would have heard that, that's haram. That's what we call haram. Haram? Yeah. That's haram. So where where are you, Yami Lee? Or where I'm in New Mexico. How's New Mexico going for you? Good. The show premieres tomorrow night, which will oh. be, have been last week while this airs. The okay. where, where do they find it, Jamie? ABC Wednesday nights at... It's either 9 or 10. I forget. Maybe but you, you can also watch first. it on Hulu. 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 Check it on Hulu. Big Sky Country. I speak Sky <laughs> on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, so um, you're enjoying your work is going well, or are you I'm enjoying work? It's going great. I have a really fun episode to shoot this coming week with a lot of fun stuff for my character, which is really cool. And then there's two really cool people that are going to be in the scene with me. I can't say who, but they're in the music industry. That's all I'll say. I see like, ice cube, vanilla ice, but it's so cool because the scene, it like, it reminds me of like a Tarantino movie that I'm doing and I'm the mm. only girl in there and like all these dudes, it's dope. Are these two people who are separate in the music industry or do, are they a team? Yeah, in the completely music separate. Okay. Oh, is ice wow. in, is ice in the name? You will never guess them. I like you, guess. you could probably guess 200 guesses and not guess either. Of them. Adam Levine. 
No. Ooh, he's in trouble. That's why I brought it up. I have What's a couple things I want to ask. I don't. I have a couple Cutter things asked I me ask. if I knew about it today, and I said no. I don't know anything. I heard secondhand that Adam Levine cheated on his wife, had a kid with uh his wife. I think with his wife, but named oh. the kid after no, the girl he you're cheated. You're saying it wrong. You're saying okay, it wrong. please. Yeah, this is how telephone happens. This is what Cutter just told me. Adam Levine was talking to an Instagram model, like DM'd her, and they were DMing for a long time, over a year. Do we know who? He has two children with Bahati Prinsloo. They recently <laughs> announced uh, that God she's bless pregnant. you. What was that? Isn't that her name? What did you uh, just say? That, that's, you who say email, that's who our email big, next week is from. She's a Victoria's Secret model. <laughs> Shut up. Apologies Bahati, to Bahati Prinsloo. Bahati I think that's how you say her name. Prinsloo. Anyway, why? Whatever. Wow. Take that. They have two kids already. They have two kids. Uh, This girl comes out on TikTok and puts a video on TikTok being like, oh, Adam Levine's pregnant with his third child they just announced. And I had sent screenshots to my friends of texts him and I have been having for the past year and a half or whatever. And her friend tried to sell it to a tabloid and the tabloid called her to confirm. So in a panic, she just posted it on TikTok and being like, they're going to publish this. Here's the truth. Here's what happened. Showed his DMs to her, like hitting her up and then showed, said that they didn't talk for a couple of months. And then um, he hit her up and was like, hey, um, her name is Sumner. And he was like, hey, if I have <laughs> okay. if I have a if I have a kid and it's like a boy, um, can I name it Sumner? I'm dead serious. Her like name. Mm-hmm. So I was right. But he, he was going yeah, to Yeah, but you he said didn't. he I had said a he kid did. with the girl. He no, no, I said he no. had a I said he had a kid with his his wife, but he he na- he had a kid with his wife, but he named the kid after his. He wants to name he, the new one. Oh, okay. I wasn't that far off, but yes, yeah, so yeah. Now that sounds I crazy. Guess, so In now what I world guess, is that okay? But now I guess because of all of this out, he's having to like own up, and he's saying like he never cheated on her, but yes, like was definitely having like a inappropriate texting emotional cheating followed by oh that's a cool name can i name my son that assuming my my wife will never know casim this would be like you naming your daughter with your current girlfriend olivia robert (laughs) because because of olivia munn yeah yeah exactly yeah because i've been in contact with olivia constantly have you Inappropriate. Absolutely DMing? not. Absolutely. Inappropriate. Inappropriate stuff. No, right no, after no. she just had her baby. Please don't start just spreading. Like this. No, it's she, not. She, you know what, not true, guys. You know she what met, gets me angry about this stuff? Like, really gets me angry, though? Please. So he puts out this statement being like, you know, I'm apologizing and I own up and I was terrible what I did and I love my family, some whatever, whatever. And he goes, um... Where I'm going to work on everything and we're going to get through this together. And I want to be like, 
I hate when guys like speak for the wife or the sure. woman that they just cheated on to be like, yeah. we're going to get through this. I'm like, fuck you, motherfucker. Who, How about who you knows get if, through yeah, it, dude? You fucking try to get it together. Ooh, motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> like, leave her out of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, do not sure, speak for her one minute. Gets me mad. J- Jamie, here's my question. If you, let's say you were single. And you're you're shooting a show in New Mexico, and you meet you meet a guy on set, and that night you take him back to your place, and you guys have sex, and they, oh my god, it's a great night, he's a sweet guy, and this, and then like you know a week later, one of your friends is like, oh, you know he's married, right? Oh. And you're like, wait, what? Well, what? What do you do now? Do you go to TikTok? No, I you just shut it- my mouth. Oh, you just went. I think my food is back. Come on back, my food. You do, we just got more listeners who left, came back. Why? Because you got street cred. Now you got that pussy street cred. <laughs> yeah, you fuck and you true. keep it keep it quiet. That's true. Yeah. Well, that's because Jamie's a celebrity and it's a little different, you know. Well, because look, like, if, I don't, if I don't are... know the guy, I don't know his wife, I don't know his mm-hmm. whatever, I'll just look at him and be like, ew, asshole. I, I didn't know, obviously, so I'm out of it. If anyone came up and asked on behalf of his wife, I would tell the truth. But other than that, I keep my mouth shut. Okay, what about this? You're, let's say uh, you're out in Texas and you're having dinner with not Cutter, somebody else, a friend who doesn't know Another your man. friends. <laughs> and you're just having dinner or whatever. And all of a sudden you look over and it's one of your girlfriend's husbands. And that husband is with another woman. And they're like holding hands across the table. Maybe you see them kiss, whatever. You can clearly tell like they're together. Do you, do you go to your friend? If you do, when and what do you say? immediately right away you take video evidence okay. photographic evidence you go outside yeah, I probably get a picture and have it in case she asked if i did have one but i would just call her and ask to meet her wherever she is oh you would go talk. do it in person oh yeah if i was in the same city yeah more wow. street cred well okay oh. Why would you do it in person? Tell because me what exactly would, you would be if, doing. If my friend was telling me that and I was alone and my husband was out with another woman, like I'd want my best friend or my friend there with me. Like I like to be alone and find out that news is so sad. That's why you're the best. That's why you're I the mean, best. Always thinking of others. It's incredible. Absolutely cannot tell you have a disability. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? Incredible. It's not up here. No. Your problem. Whoa, guys, <laughs> you need to pump the brakes. <laughs> you need, you need <laughs> so good. <laughs> Lutez? Uh, pa- pa- <laughs> paging Mutes. <laughs> oh, we might have to edit that out just because oh. of Jamie's. Just because I thought it was fine, but Jamie's. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie's saying, pump the brakes. <laughs> uh. 
You can't edit that out. Uh, well, maybe they need your we, permission to leave it in. Maybe we do something. We we bleep it or something. I don't know, but wow. Well, Gabby, Gabby can oh. be our third party listener and see if she feels like it's offensive or not. I, I mean, didn't think somebody's it was- gonna be offended <laughs> by it one thousand percent. But the important thing is, were you? <laughs> no. Right, and that's who I'm talking to. You know. <laughs> oh. Oh, Oh, I love us, you know. I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said it. We're we're better and we're closer for it. Um, I have I have something I I read that I wanted to ask both of you, but mainly Jamie, since you're actively working. I read (laughs) this. Rude. Okay. On set. On set. Uh, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> I read on this this Game of Thrones article about how this new House of the Dragon series they have what they call like an intimacy coordinator or yes. coach. Yeah, and this is a new yes. thing I, I've I've heard about. Have you heard about what this job I've, is? I've Do yet you to have use one? one. Oh, I haven't cool, had perfect. any like sexy. I don't know if I'm just like not putting off sexy vibes. Sorry to go off Cleaver, but I've like had not to do ha- had to do any sexual scenes for many years. But my friend just worked on a pilot and no, on a TV show. And he is working with this actress, super, super famous actress, super famous. Huge moment for my friend. I'm so happy for him. Their first day of work, they had a sex scene and there was a full intimacy coordinator. Like the whole thing was choreographed. Like every move, hand, everything has to have complete consent. Can you tell those that have never heard of what an intimacy coordinator is, like what that person's job is? I kind of read some stuff, but I'd like to hear it from you. It's like a sex choreographer. Basically, like if there's a scene in an intimate scene where actors have to make out and then touch each other, roll in bed or ha- simulate sex or whatever it is in the olden days, they used to just roll the camera and you just fucking went to, you just improvise. You just did uh, what yeah. felt comfortable uh, or good. And I can tell you, I'm always, always been super timid in them. Like I've never granted. I don't think I've ever played a role that like, needed to not be but it's very uncomfortable like for me at least it's it's always been like super uncomfortable i've never or i've at least i've never had to do one where i've been comfortable in my skin maybe i would have treated it differently now but um there was no like like you could say i don't like that but maybe it wasn't heard all the time and obviously after me too and all this stuff we you know women are really coming forward with bad experiences but now, to rectify that, there is someone called an intimacy coordinator, and they're also kind of like a police. Like, they're watching you when you do it, when you shoot it, when you rehearse it, and they'll check in with the actor or the actress and say, like, did you want that? Did you like that? Was that not okay? Like, so it's not... I've heard people say that it feels um, inhibiting to their art, but then I've other heard I've heard more people say how much more comfortable they feel. So I think that that's more important. There's no like 
there's no movie or TV show that's more important than like a human being not feeling like safe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, what if what if both actors, male and female, go, "Hey, we don't need this. Like, I don't, I don't want." Great this. question. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think like, that has to fine. be like a discussion with the doctor, like a, the doctor, <laughs> the director, and have like a very, um, like on the record conversation. You know. Yeah. You know what's weird. Uh, so obviously, like when we did Sopranos, we were doing it for 10 years and we were just very like, you know, we had campers and like never hung out in the campers. Like it was yeah. always like we hung out on set. If we if it was like cut, it wasn't like run back to the camper. It was like, oh, you sit right. around, you laugh, you talk, you grab some food, you get to know people better, whether it's like the crew or the cast or yeah. whoever, like people. And I think because of that, it was a very different thing of like sex scenes on Sopranos where it was like, oh, like. I know this person, we're hanging out all day, we're, we have a playful relationship, this. But after Sopranos, I worked on a few things, and there were things where it was like, you show up on set and you're like waiting for this actor to come, and then like they show up and it's like, okay, like they have a thing where it's like, as soon as I show up, we get to business, and it's like action, and you know, it's, it's, it's not like uh, sitting around and bullshitting and whatever, and then as soon as like they say cut, that person gets up, goes back to their trailer, this. I could see that being extremely uncomfortable i i mean maybe more for a woman maybe less but like for a woman if like there's this guy who like you know like doesn't even say hello or anything just like shows up and maybe even shows up as this character and then all of a sudden like they're in a bed together with clothes off and like you said like they had to do it on their first day or whatever like yeah that's got to be crazy but and and maybe i'm just looking at this from my end and not but i feel like when I did sex scenes with other people in Sopranos, it was just like, you're both kind of around all day and you're like, all right, this is going to be weird. And like, you know, like you're not, I, I don't yeah. know. There's, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, you know, I, I would imagine if you're a woman and, and you're, you know, you have this big scene and you have a big director and you, it's one of these things where it's like you have to do this scene a certain way and you don't want to like make the director angry. And so you might not like speak up in the same way that you would if, if this was like a, like you personally with someone, you know, and you were doing something uncomfortable and it's so like, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that, that it's there. And, um, you know, I, I, if I was like making a production, I would want a, intimacy coordinator just like to cover my ass but also if it means like getting better performances i think as long as the intimacy coordinator and the director have like a sort of you know talk around what the director wants out of the scene because sometimes directors like set up their actors in weird ways so they get certain performances and if that means one person's uncomfortable that's kind of what they want like kubrick on the shining how they just fucked around with shelly long like there there's certain things that directors do. So if you have somebody kind of stepping on that, they, I can see how a director might be like, well, that I'm not getting the, the scene that I want. And, uh, I don't know. I think it's great. I, it's so interesting to me. And so you have one for your show right now. You're saying not that I, I mean, I don't have any, didn't you say you worked with, Oh, you have a friend who you said my friend just worked on the show right now. Yeah. Well, good. No, Jamie said that she's had like fights before where she had, and like an g- actor is like hit me in the face like it's oh okay. yeah like, remember i got in trouble yeah so it's like 
Yeah, because like on Sopranos, it used to be like that all the time. Like people like hit me, throw me on the fucking ground, like do whatever, you know, like whatever. We wanted to look real. And it was Lilo, who's like just got out of prison. Like he's a tough motherfucker, and like he's been saying to me all day, "Jamie, hit me. Jamie, hit me. Jamie, hit me." And woman, and the director came and whispered in my ear before he's like, he's like, "All right, I want one more, one more." We're like all riled up because it's like this super emotional fucking scene. We're in each other's faces. And he comes over in my ear and he, you know, he whispers in like a forceful way. He's like, fucking slap him, his take. And, you know, I'm like, and I'm like, fine. And I reared up and I shocked him. He had no idea it was coming, but oh my God, after he gave like the craziest line read, like, cause he was like, he shocked him. And then like, he worked with it, which was like, not all actors can do. It was fucking awesome to watch, but I slapped him. And then he you got in trouble. There. And I got in trouble. I got I got written yeah, up. By your stunt coordinator, right? By the Who's lady. He's wearing socks with Tevas, by the way, but no big deal. Even That's, though we know, we the know director, what that means. the director, I don't know what that means. I actually don't she know what that like means. She's also like six six. Well, I don't know what Tevas are. Sandals with like the Velcro and like the three different. Oh, things. okay. Then I do know what that means. There's, uh, the director wanted it, the actor wanted it, and the actress wanted it. So everybody's in on it, but then you get in trouble for it. Well, because, you know, it was a bit of a power thing. Like, she was so proud to be the stunt coordinator that day for this slap. That was like a minute of our Yeah, everyone's got to justify their uh, existence. And you wouldn't way. think somebody who was 6'6 would be so power hungry. I don't think she'd worked in a while. It felt like that. <laughs> Everyone wants to contribute, you know, or feel like they're contributing. You know what? And again, she could have had a conversation with me. That's fine. But she walked into the room that I was in and was scolding me like I was like a little child, like in my face like this. And I was like, and I'm normally somebody that would probably like cry and like ask somebody to help me. But I was, I think I was heated from the scene too. Yeah. You just slapped and I was Lilo. like, get out of my face. Like, that's what I said. Yeah. To her. yeah street cred. Her finger was in on my nose. I was like, get out of my face. I was like, if you have a problem with this, the director's right there. He told me to do it. Yeah. So much She's street like, cred. Well, I was like, that's his set, not yours. He told me to do it. You talk to him. And if I'm in trouble, I'll deal with it. But he told me to do it. <laughs> Damn. So bad. Damn. Damn. Freaking Damn. Get street cred, son. I got uh I got an email mm. or two. Do you guys wanna you guys wanna hear it? Uh, Give it to yeah. me. This one's called uh it's a subject question from Luciano. He says, listening to Robin Cass talking about addiction, I was thinking, where do you draw the line between a a young, famous, rich, and beautiful guy enjoying life and an addict? I'm saying this because when you talk about your past, you don't sound like people with addiction. You sound more like guys being stupid in that phase where stupidity is allowed, quote unquote, maybe thirteen to twenty eight. I thought this was a good question. I think uh, it's a good question. Yeah, Rob? Yeah, I think... Uh, uh, I mean, I it's different, right? There was different stuff in my life where, like, alcohol was one thing, pills were another. But, like, pills, there's no question to me how bad 
it got. And, you know, when you know by, you know, I can't wake up and not take pills without being sick or without feeling a certain way. And then it goes to like the things that at times I did to get these pills, the places I went, the people I was spending time around just because like, you know, my first guy didn't have them. The second guy didn't have them. And the third guy was like, Hey, I don't have them, but I know somebody who you could call and then this, and you end up where like, you know, it's, it's not the desperation. Was, you feel for it, the desperation, but then, um, you know, and I think for a long time with alcohol, like I really was having a good time, but then I think somewhere around, you know, 25, 26 or whatever, there would just be like a lot of negative things that would happen when I would drink and mm. I, and it just became a pattern and it was like, Oh, like, man, I'm waking up. I'm feeling like shit. I usually would be like, you know, there'd be pictures of me and I'd be like, man, that's embarrassing. Or like, you know, just uh, things that I would say to people sometimes, or this or just, you know, not, not being proudest, not being proud of like things I did, but also like with cocaine, I know it was like, I would do cocaine for three days and then I'd wake up and be like, that's it. Like, I'm, I don't want to do that anymore. And then I would go out partying or drinking again. And you know, I, I like before I would drink, I'd be like, there's no way I'm doing coke. I'm done doing coke. I hate coke. I'm not, not doing coke. And then, you know, 12 shots of tequila in, it was like, I'll go anywhere right now to get coke. Like, mm -hmm. where wow. do we have to go? What do we have to do? So it just, you know, it's, and then you do stay up. You do coke for three days. You wake up and you go, oh, I never want to do that. And just, you get in You would be up for three days. A lot, yeah. And you get in these like bad, you know, these really bad cycles and pills are gross, just, you know, everything. And then physically, you know, I'd say probably somewhere around 23, 24, you started to feel the toll it was doing on me physically. And it was just terrible. It was horrible. Waking up, throwing up just like black, what looked like, you know, tar or whatever for like n not just horrible disgusting shit and then i i my anxiety was so bad that of course i wouldn't blame on the addiction i would I'd be like oh i just i'm just an anxious but i just have anxiety like mm -hmm. this is how i am like i can't i can't be up for without you know for two hours without taking xanax or i need these pills to get by but that's just who i am you know like it has nothing to do with what i'm doing but then now that i almost you know it's been almost 10 years and like I never feel anxiety anymore, you know? I get I used to to get on a plane for me used to be like everything where now I'm like, okay, like I, you know, I I don't enjoy it, but I it's not like crippling anymore and I just really like I haven't had an anxiety attack in years. I uh I something that like I'm very proud of is I've become someone who like my friends can depend on whether it's like to actually be there for them or even just to be somebody to call and be like, hey, this is what's going on in my life or this, like, what do you think? Where before, like, the only answer I'd have would be like, yo, fuck, fuck that person. Let's go fucking get wasted and whatever and this. So like, yeah. yeah, I think, again, like, I think it's easy when you look back on stuff to be like, oh, this is where it stopped being fun, you know, where when you're in it, you can be like, yeah, well, you know what? Like every 10 times I drink, I have one like really fun time or like the first four hours is really fun and then it gets bad or whatever. But now when I look back, it's like, man, all of my best memories are like, you know, early in the beginning, 21, 22, like this, where I was like, oh, just a kid having fun. Where like when I look at, and, and one last thing is like drinking and partying started to feel like a job. 
you know, which is silly, but it like, it became like, all right, I got to make sure I have my pills. I got to make sure I have this to it. Do I have my, and then it would be like, okay, blah, blah, blah's birthday is coming There's up nothing in a spontaneous week. about it. Yeah. And it's like, blah, blah, blah's birthday is coming up in a week. And you'd be like, okay, like, yeah, well, here we, here we go. Like, all right, well, I'm not going to go to the bar and not drink. So here we go. Like, this is, you know, it just started to feel like this like burden almost where it was like, ugh, and just like so heavy and whatever. And yeah, you know. That's uh, well, that was a long answer, but yeah. No, it's a, it's a good answer. I think um, you said a couple really important things. You know, there, there are like, first of all, I think there's um, a line here where he says, I was thinking, where do you draw the line between a young, famous, rich, and beautiful guy enjoying life and an addict? I think you don't want to make the mistake of assuming that because you're young and you're famous and you're rich that that has to include mm-hmm. substance abuse mm-hmm. there are plenty of people who are young famous rich beautiful men beautiful guys that don't uh abuse substances maybe they'll go to the bar um every you know once in a while but they're like not the, the, what i'm guessing is luciano may have like questions and sometimes when you get questions like this, like, and and I could be totally off base, but maybe Luciana like might have feelings around his own use around substance. And the only thing I think that would be safe to say would be to echo a, what Rob said, which is when Rob would swear that he wouldn't do something like I'm not going to do cocaine tonight. And then has that first few drinks. And then before you know, it, he's doing whatever he can to have to, to find cocaine. That's kind of, that go that goes for like all substances. Like if it's like, oh, I'm only gonna have a couple beers tonight. Mm-hmm. I've, maybe a couple times I've been like, all right, I'm just gonna have a couple beers and I'll go home. But eight out of ten times, those couple beers turned into way more than that, and then it would lead to uh, like, you know, situations where I was, like Rob said saying and doing things that I wouldn't remember the next day. And I was getting information about myself secondhand. Um, So look, everyone's different. If you uh, say that you're not going to drink, but then, or more than two, and then you find yourself having two, four, six, eight, like that's a sign. There's a sign um, of you, like there are physical signs, but there's also like, like this Groundhog's Day sort of life that you live, which is I'm not going to do this thing, but then you do it and then you wake up and then like, all right, I'm not going to do it today. And then you end up at that night in the same position. It's like this very small life. Um, and just because you ha- you have access to these things because you have money or you're famous, you go to parties a lot, doesn't like mean that you have to be doing these things. You There is a you will know eventually that you have a problem and some people take longer than others. Some people are living in denial right now, but clearly need to figure something out. Some people do ride the line and aren't really addicts, but just party really hard. So it's like, it's, it's hard to tell every person is different. I would like to think that you will eventually figure it out on your own. Hopefully it isn't in by the time it's like too late. You know what I mean? But I thought it was a really good question. I also think there's like uh it's almost like uh you know what are those like balance be- no what are those what are those scales called where like a seesaw pendulum no um uh, like the a scale where you put you put like jelly beans on the one side yeah, of the scale and scale. it goes like deeper it's a and scale. Then- okay yeah so a scale <laughs> it's almost like a scale. where 
you feel like in the beginning, you're, you know, it might be like, oh, hey, I, uh, you know, I have these drinks, but I have so much fun. It's like, hey, maybe I stayed up late or maybe I feel a little hungover or maybe, oh, now my sleep schedule is thrown off and I don't have a, I'm not getting enough sleep or this or maybe like my clothes stink or whatever you do. And then cut to six months and then a year and then two years and then three years. And then you start going like, because in the beginning, it's like, oh, I had so much fun. And maybe today I have a little bit of a headache, whatever. Then if you cut to, you know, 10 years in, the amount of fun just, it felt like it kept getting less and less and less. Mm -hmm. And the repercussions were more and more and more. And it kept being like, oh my God, this is so like, I, I, I get, I had like three hours of fun, but now I'm paying for it for two days. That's a big, like come to Jesus. Yeah. And that's a very common thing you'll hear about people's stories when they share them um as like recovering addicts is it was fun for a while and then it stopped being fun and there's like people can usually pinpoint when that is um and i remember mine very specifically there was like you know the obsession around like oh what am i like where am i gonna get booze tonight like where are we going tonight like what am i gonna get into tonight Last night was so fun waking up the next morning, like talking with all your buddies about all the crazy shit you got into, like the so fun. And then somehow you do enough of it, that phase ends. And then it's just like, like a much sadder, lonelier phase. And it's more destruction. And it's mm-hmm. more like uh, waking up instead of chatting with your friends about like who hooked up with who. It's like, oh man, I think I have to apologize to like a bunch oh, of, oh no, you know, that's like, horrible. you know, that's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's there hard. is a shift and it happens even like like on a micro level when you're just in a couple beers like the first two to four beers you are in the zone mm-hmm. you know what i mean everything's going right you're funnier people are listening to you you're social you're cruising around you're making jokes and then once those like six seven eight or whatever you start taking a shot after like that's when your night usually like starts to to fall apart and well. um it's you can't ever stay in that pocket for forever eventually that pocket gets smaller and smaller and smaller and that's the bummer of it i also think it's i also think there's some like when i have friends now who are like oh man i got wasted last night and whatever like well and like i i don't bat an eye like people get wasted and they're fine for me the stuff that like i i get uncomfortable around is when a certain thing becomes someone's like entire personality like like they're just like they just sit around and don't do anything and they're like they're just yeah. talking about man well tonight when we're drinking and when we're dr- oh this is what we're gonna do or like oh tonight's gonna be there or tonight 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 right. and you're like well what about it's like you can't even be present because right. all you're thinking about is when you'll be getting fucked up and how that will be yeah. and how it'll feel and how you like you know, you uh, romanticize it so much. You're like, oh, you know, uh, we're, we're partying on uh, Friday and it's Wednesday. And you're like, man, but Friday, but Friday, but Friday. And it's like, man, you're maybe yeah. you're looking a little too. Uh, yeah, it's a mental obsession and, a, and like a physical allergy. That's, you know, you usually know if you have those two things. Yeah, I got to before we go. You want to hear an email from Evening Head about the don't worry, don't worry, darling uh, mm-hmm. drama that we were talking about a couple pods mm-hmm. ago? Yeah. Well, wait. What did you guys think of the poster that Gabby made? Oh, I love it. Gabby does it again. Do Great you know? job. Killed it. Great step job. Up. Step on. I love. I love. Step up. Step on. I love looking at the like a little fly there. Buzz buzz. Um, incredible. Barack Obama vibes for sure. 
Mm. Um, Billy or evening head again. Olivia Wilde is treacherous. <gasps> I agree with chasm. Shia LaBeouf is one of my favorite actors of all time. Right behind Robbie, of course, lead bully <laughs> and daredevil 2004. Never forget if it's oh, shy yeah. versus anyone. It'll always be team Shia. Also, I've loved Jason Sudeikis since horrible bosses in 2011. So fuck Olivia Wilde again. Another thing I wanted to share is I'm only 27, but I got my ass beat by my parents growing up. When I was like 13, I said some smart ass comment to my mom and she swung away, but I caught her hand similar to Chasm's anecdote. But my mom did not laugh. She calmly walked out of the room. And for some reason, that was so much scarier than if she would have just blown up on me. That said, I, like Yami, have bopped my boys before three and four years old but only to get their attention unless they disrespect their mom or grandma. I turn it in. I turn into something. I assume more like Rob and Cass's dads were. I love my boys more than anything in the world. And I tell them multiple times a day, but I can't let them think that that's even a smidgen acceptable. I guess I was feeling a little open when putting this email together. Love you guys very, very much, especially when you're losing your minds. Anyway, $4 a pound. Listen, Thanks, evening head. Well, yeah, also, I just thought what he's like, oh, it wasn't like Rob's dad. Like, my dad wasn't that bad. You know, there were they, they were few and far between. The only thing was the times they did happen, they were pretty intense. They were severe. Like, they were severe. Yeah, yeah I, it was pretty, I, but, you know, they were they were rare. I first want to acknowledge him for his honesty, because I think it's really, really hard to admit certain things when it comes to like parenting, especially it's funny. I I'm working on set and this woman came up to me today and was like, she has kids similar age to me. And she was like, I feel like the worst fucking mother in the world sometimes. And I was like, you're not alone. And we went through all of these things that we all struggle with and fell together. And it's just, it, it's, we all struggle. It, parenting is really fucking hard. And there's a reason why our parents are better grandparents, because it's just, you have the perspective. We not, we're so in it. It's really, we're parents for the first time, their kids for the first time. Like it's, it's just a lot. Yeah. Um, it sounds though, to me, like you're having like some serious remorse f for certain things and there's always room for repair like for you and your kids and this like behavior and this habit, I think like you being really aware of it and not liking it is important. And I think you should listen to that and like, see if you can find some ways and some tools to help you through that. Like for me yelling, I was yelling all the time and I really didn't like it. And I've worked really, 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 really hard over the last couple of months to get a lot better at it. And I have, but it took, a lot of work. So, but it's possible. So, um, again, I want to thank you for your honesty and for writing in parenting's hard, man. Well, I, there's, there's this genius poker player who I listen to all the time. Like, and one of the things he says is there's something I might've talked about it before on this pod, something called decision fatigue, where he's like, if you are on a diet, it's very rare that you wake up at 7 a.m. and you you move out, the bad move on your diet happens at 8. Or if you kids wake up at 6 a.m., it's very rare that you're hitting your kids at 7.30 in the morning. You know what I mean? It's like right. most of these things happen, you know, 
five, five of them you have to do, six of them you have to do, seven of where like you've been making the right decision over and over and over and eventually you just get fatigued on yourself, you know? So I think a lot of it is figuring out and it, it, for everyone it's different on like how to reset yourself, what to yeah. do, whether that's taking 20 minutes to do something you love, whether that's meditation, whether that's uh, you know, I don't know what yeah. it is of, of how other people do it, working out this, like how you get your back to how you were in the morning. But I think, uh, yeah, I think like, you know, if, if you set a bar for most people and you like made little dots on, on like a timeline of like when I make bad or wrong decisions, I think it really clusters up in those like evening hours, You're you know, so right. because people are just kind of Nah, you know, like it's like, yeah, all right, like I did. Uh, it's enough. Like, yeah, that's no, well said. Good advice from both of you. I have none, but I do thank you, Evening Head, uh, for sending that in. And if you want to send us an email, it's askpajamapants at gmail.com. Comment on uh, anything we might have said that might uh, make you angry or unfollow us. Did we insult your religion? Did we? Uh, cross the line in a way that we need to be sort of put in check about. Uh, please email us right in. Let us know because we are um, not infallible. We are human, and we will own up to our mistakes. Including, or do you family. love? Do you love when we go over the line? Right. Some of you write, love it. Write an email telling us how much you love when we go we over the line. Love and we it. Do it enough. This episode had quite a fun moment in it, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as Jamie did. <laughs> Uh, remember, we're on YouTube. Subscribe if you're watching it there. Smash that like button. Uh, hit the subscribe. The, click the bell. Go to r slash pajama pants podcast. Find us on Instagram and Twitter. We're also on TikTok. Jamie's yeah. on. Yeah, we're on TikTok. Jamie's Ooh. on Instagram. She's on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Rob, off the grid. Do not try and contact him. But. Uh, that's all I got. Do you guys have anything before we close it out? Football, baby. Good. Football season. Glad. Mm. Mm. It's the meat and potatoes of life. <laughs>